Welcome to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations, a podcast exploring the cool Christian girl's guide to living in America. I'm your girl, April Davenport. I'll reveal to you a little personal testimony while merging ministry, education, and real life. We will also discuss current events with relevant figures of our time. It is the perfect blend of headline news, black girl magic, and of course, Jesus juice. Come with me on a journey you won't soon forget. So stay tuned, don't change the channel, and let's take a ride. Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. I'm your host, April Davenport. We're so glad that you're still with us on this heat wave through the summer in the ATL. And I'm sure that things are still heating up where you are because the last time I watched the news, there's a heat wave all across the country. I mean, 90s in the Midwest, almost 100 degrees in the Southwest, and 90s in my favorite part of the country, the Northeast, in the Big Apple, the New York City. So now wherever you go, there is summer, summer, summertime. But remember, it's still a fresh start summer here at Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. So make sure that you keep it kosher and that you keep it all about God. I'm so excited today because I have somebody here with me who's going to drop some diamonds, I'm sure. Now, if you're good and if you pay attention, maybe by the end of the episode, you might hear some melodious sounds floating through the ear, but that's not why she's here with us today. I'm so glad to have this beautiful soul here with me, Nazinga Benson. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad that you're here with us at Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. I actually know Nzinga from Beulah, from my church, because she serves with the praise team, she serves the children's choir, and she just provides beautiful sounds all across the sanctuary. But Nzinga actually has many, many talents as the Lord has gifted her, so I'm going to let her share just a little bit about herself. All right, so I am Nzinga Benson, and I am a licensed professional counselor, and I have been for about 10 years now. Okay, great, 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 great. And also her uh, father is Pastor Michael Benton of the Fairfield Baptist Church, and he and my pastor, Pastor Jared Black, have been very good friends since Pastor landed here in the ATL, oh my God, almost 30 years ago, as Pastor will celebrate his 30th anniversary next year. So we thank God that Beulah and Fairfield have great relationships, and we thank God that we too have a friendship. So yes, today we are here having a conversation, as I told you on last week, that we are starting our relationship series and today Nzinga is here to uh, discuss with us sinking ships releasing bad or unhealthy relationships so Nzinga I discussed last week that um, our horizontal relationships those ones that we share with people are a direct reflection of our vertical relationship the one that we share with God Uh, do you agree or disagree with that statement I agree 100 percent with that statement um not to just go quoting scriptures but there is a scripture <laughs> in the bible first uh, john 4 i think it's 20 that talks about how can you love god who right. you've never seen yet hate your brother right and so if we love god we then love others mm-hmm. and so how we treat others is a direct reflection of how we treat and even view god so i definitely believe that the two are related 
Um, amen. I appreciate that scripture so much. And uh, Pastor Black has actually been doing a series about love in our Bible study. Um, so we know that we focus a lot on relationships, right, in our lives. We kind of watch any type of movie, any type of drama series, comedy series, anything that's on Netflix or TV. Everybody's always kind of talking about relationships. Mm -hmm. um, and we're not just talking about those romantic relationships that we have, but we're talking about friendships. Um, we're talking about our familial relationships that we have with either our parents, our siblings, um, you know, extended family members, those kinships that we have with people that we work with, mm -hmm. right? Um, so any type of ships that we have in our lives. Why do you think that relationships tend to have so much bearing on people and the way that their lives kind of are affected? Because we are social beings mm -hmm. and socializing ourselves and being in social settings um, is just what we're used to. Mm -hmm. um, even when you have children who are only children, you know, they're right. reaching out for something or they make imaginary friends. Who taught them to right. make an imaginary friend? Right. You know, it's not like someone had a course and said, let's have imaginary friends. So socialization is important. So that's why there's so much weight I feel put on relationships, any type of relationship, okay. because we are by nature social beings. Right. And so we know that back in uh, the beginning of time when God created Adam, right, he said it wasn't good for man to be alone. So he created Eve. And from there, many relationships were mm -hmm. harvested. So I agree with you. We are just by nature social beings um and so then we know that because sin entered the world mm -hmm. nothing can be all good and so then we have bad relationships how would you de uh, define bad relationships so i would define them as something that is and it's gonna sound real elementary okay that's not good for you okay right um i was thinking about some of my relationships mm -hmm. that were bad they were but they were good they were good people right right, right. Yeah. and so it's just something that's not good for you if i'm allergic to apples apples are good but they're not good for, for you me. right they are bad for me mm -hmm. so for me to engage in that is me to do something that's bad and harmful mm -hmm. to me so i look at bad relationships as just something that is not good for you. Okay, I love that analogy. So um, I think that sometimes people kind of may maybe confuse that, right? Mm -hmm. That a bad relationship means that there's somebody in the relationship who is bad, who is doing something bad, right? Because we know that obviously there are abusive relationships, yes. right? And so in that case, it becomes really easy to identify those relationships, right? If you have somebody who is in a domestic situation where there is someone causing physical harm, that's easy to identify. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's a bad relationship, but it becomes a little bit harder to identify when you have two good people, right? Yes. Whether it's, like I said, whether it's a romantic relationship or platonic relationship, you got two good people, but again, like you use the apple, it's just not bad. It's bad for you. It's just not working out, right? So then what would you say, how would you define an unhealthy relationship so i would take it a step further okay. when i engage in something that's bad for me ongoing okay so if i know that there are there's a potential for me to have allergic reaction and even death with apples yet i still keep going after mm. them yet i still keep eating them or i eat apple substitute or keep like i keep playing around and flirting with that idea so once i get over indulge in something that is bad for me now i'm in it and now it has an adverse because if i see the apple know it's bad and separate myself okay Right. But if I say, well, let me just get a little piece. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm starting to itch or I'm starting to, you know, my throat is closing up. Now I'm getting into the realm of unhealthy. 
Right. Because this is something that can be detrimental to me physically. And when I look at spiritual and, you know, social relationships, it can be detrimental to them and to us socially and spiritually as well. Right. So even a person who might have high blood pressure, right? Exactly. And they eat, you know, pork for breakfast, pork for lunch, pork for dinner. Yes. That's unhealthy. That's unhealthy. Right. Okay. Yes. But it's good. Right, but, but it's, it's unhealthy. unhealthy. Okay, yes. I like that. So we can we can define okay, bad relationships, unhealthy relationships. But what is it about our human flesh that kind of makes people navigate towards these bad relationships, towards these unhealthy relationships? Why do you think people are, you know, there's the uh the phrase out there that says good girls are attracted to bad boys, right? You have that kind of phrasing. Um, but then you just kind of, if you look out into the world, even with just some, not, not just your spiritual eye, but with your, your uh, LPC eye, you know, if you look out, I'm sure you've encountered this maybe with some of your clients and you just realize you look in the world and you see there's a lot of hurt, right? And you realize people are just maybe attracted to the apple, right? <laughs> They're attracted to these things that they, probably can see for themselves are just not that good for them. Why do you think people still, like Eve, eat the apple? So that's a loaded question. There are a lot of reasons why I think. Okay. One of the things I think is because people like what they cannot have. Mm. We like what we, because there's a part of us, there is this egocentric part of human nature that says, but for me, it will be different. Right, right. How many women have I heard say, I can change him. Mm. I can this, I can that. So there's that part. Okay. There's that part of, I feel like I can withstand this or that I'll be the right compliment. I'll help him. I'll help her in, you know, any kind of relationship um, that, that we think that we can handle it. So there's that. There's this just attraction to what is opposite of who we are. And then there's some unresolved stuff. Mm. Right. When I don't know who I am. Right. And the loud and the boisterous person becomes someone I'm easily connected to because they have what I think I want. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm, I'm the good girl. I've always been the good girl. And here's this guy with this cutting edge. Ooh, I, I, I want to I want to peek into that. Yeah. So I think, I, I, yeah, because I haven't defined who I am. Let me connect with him. And then we subsequently define ourselves through our relationships. Okay. And we do that often. I see when I, even in platonic relationships, right. There's the loud friend, there's the quiet friend. There's, yeah. You know, there's like, so we usually attach ourselves. Um, so it's so many different things, but I think that just that wanting that connection and then to, you know, not really knowing who we are. Okay. And when we don't know who we are, anything we'll, we'll attach to pretty much anything. Right. So I hear you um, pretty much giving, using pretty much the word accountability, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when people kind of fall into these bad relationships, these unhealthy relationships, it's very easy, especially for the people that, you know, like let's say if you were in a bad or unhealthy relationships and, and I'm your friend or your sister um, and I care about you and I see you and I wanna say, I wish, the other person would just leave Nzinga alone, right? It's really easy for me to target the other person. Mm -hmm. um, but in some ways, I really kind of need to hold mm -hmm. Nzinga accountable, right? For her role in the bad or the unhealthy relationships. And so, cause I hear you saying that, you know, what is it about me that's making me kind of sink mm -hmm. into this bad or unhealthy relationship, right? Is that what I hear exactly. you saying? Exactly. Exactly. And a lot of times we're not even aware. 
Yeah. Because and so self awareness. Mm-hmm. But self awareness brings about accountability. Right. And when I'm not aware of who I am, I'm not accountable for what I do. Okay. Right. I don't hold myself accountable. I am accountable, but I don't hold myself accountable mm-hmm. because I'm not even aware. Mm. And so there is a huge link with awareness and accountability. Um, how do you think that people can then bring about this self-awareness so that they don't kind of, you know, because obviously there's one thing to be attracted to these relationships. There's another to really sink into these relationships where then these relationships start to really kind of deviate us mm-hmm. um, from, you know, kind of encountering uh, our true purpose in life, right? And I think that's when these relationships really, really start to have an adverse effect in our lives. So what, do, what are some ways do you think that people can start to bring about that self-awareness so then they can start to hold themselves accountable? And here's where I think socialization comes in because sometimes I don't see it. Okay. Like, there's so many women, boys and girls who just don't see it. Yeah. You know? And so when we have friends, sisters, someone who mm-hmm. say, hey, Right. So there's that one step. But then sometimes there is, I think, for us, if I'm not sure, if I'm a person who's not sure. Right. I think what's important um, for my spiritual walk is that I ask the creator. Right. OK. Right. Is that there is a scripture that says creator. <clears throat> yeah. A clean, a clean heart. And here's the thing. Those of us who are in the, the church arena, um, who love God and, and profess Christ. We have to be ready for what that means. Exactly. You're so right. So there's you a place of so preparation. Because right. I can say it. Yeah, and we read it all the time. You know, we read, creating me a clean. Well, that means that the heart is dirty. Right. Then that means that there's some cleaning that has to be mm-hmm. done. That mm-hmm. means there has some, to be some open heart surgery because there's some things that have attached themselves, some generationally, some spiritually. Mm-hmm. So for many, it's, it's this accountability or this um, acknowledgement from somebody, a friend who may notice. And then let's say I don't have a friend. It's me going to God and saying, God created me yeah. a clean heart. Help me to see those things that are in me. Because it's very difficult. I'm, I'm, I mean, there are a lot of people walking around right now that have no clue. Right. They have no clue. And so it's up to us, though, as, as the sister, as the Christian, as the counselor, as the friend to say, hey, let me talk to you for a second. Mm-hmm. Let me show you some things to help them and then to help ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so those are the things, some of the things that I think that we should do and must do to see that side of us, to see that, because we all have it. The Bible also says that all have sin. Right. And fall short. And fall short. Right. Right. <laughs> and, we, and we don't want to see it. Right. You know, we'll talk about everybody else. Right. And not even turn, right. you know, and look at us. And so to, to look inward, which is a very, even in this um, arena, what I've learned in the mental health arena, that's why people shy away from counseling because no one wants to look at Look with yeah it's difficult yeah yeah it's difficult Mm -hmm. um and i think that sometimes even recognizing something in someone else is an opportunity to say well wait a minute let me make sure that it's nothing happening in my life that i need to take stock of i think that it's you know because even the b part of that verse is and renew a right spirit right yes you know so if you know it, it would be only fitting that if i say you know what, girl, I just really feel like, you know, you might need to take a step back. Then, hey, let me, you know what, let me say what? Wait a minute, guys. Exactly. Let me take a step back exactly. also and exactly. see, you know, if there's anything that's happening. Um, I agree with that. And I think it is it is difficult to look within. And I don't, you know, want to make it seem like it is 
all of any of these things are easy because mm -hmm. like you said it's easy because we know that when the heart is involved yes. it becomes very very difficult to to release things you know to release people yes. from your life whether it's um you know a, a romantic um individual whether it's a friend you know i mean you yeah. know you can have friends that have been in your life for 20 30 years and that doesn't mean that it's at this point profitable exactly. in your life, you know, or it's purposed in your life at this point. And that can be difficult Very. to say, you know, I feel like we're on different paths. Very difficult. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and, and sometimes that, you know, Jesus says, if you think they hated me, they're going to hate you too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And so, you know, people think that when you're trying to make different moves, when you're trying to be accountable to yourself, that you're also trying to say that you're better than, yes, you know, and so that becomes very difficult and you're not trying to do that. And so I think that one of the things we, you know, you talked about self-awareness, being accountable to yourself is that, you know, at some point in life, I think you have to realize that the only person you owe an explanation to is God. Exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. the only person you owe an explanation to is God. When would you say that a relationship, we hear this term a lot, especially, I'm sure you hear it a lot, especially in the mental health arena, um, toxicity, mm -hmm. right? When would you say that a relationship changes from being bad to being toxic? Um, I would probably put toxic in that same unhealthy category mm -hmm. when it is detrimental to you. Mm -hmm. Be it to your livelihood, to your physical health, your emotional health, your social health, when it becomes detrimental to you, you have reached a point of toxicity in a relationship. When you are thinking like if it's a platonic relationship and your friend causes you to feel bad about how you look and, and now you're looking to change all these things about yourselves and yourself and you're putting yourself in this, you know, every day there's self-hate, right? Because right? that's, okay. ha that's what happens. Okay. It becomes like, I'm not enough. So if I'm not enough, I in return hate what I am. Mm. And we don't want to hear that right. because we'll say, no, I don't, I'm just enhancing. No, nah. because when you want to change things that you feel make you look bad or, and don't get me wrong, there's some things and some people who I can totally understand for health reasons, but oftentimes we want to change what we look like because of relationships, because yeah. of this guy says, well, if you were just right. If you were, now you're a four, he wants you to be a two. Yeah. Right? Right. If you were just, and so when you start doing things that are unhealthy for your life, you are what I call in a toxic mm. relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Be it platonic, be it, you know, um, you know, emotional, be it, you know, whatever it is, any kind of relationship with friends, with loved ones, you are in a toxic relationship when that relationship causes you to do things to you to harm yourself. And some of us are in relationships with ourselves that are toxic. Wow. Okay. Some of us are in self-toxic relationships. Mm. What does that look like? That looks like no one said to me, I said to myself, okay, that I am not enough and I cannot or I shouldn't, I should be and, I sh and I'm forever downing myself, forever beating myself up and I'm forever harming myself physically, emotionally, I'm isolating. Those things, some of us are in those kinds of relationships. So self-loathing. Yes. Self-berating. Which then makes it easy for us to get in toxic relationships right. with others because that's our comfort zone. Precisely. That's what we're used to. We're used to it. So someone talking bad about us doesn't move us because we talk bad about ourselves. Mm. We look in the mirror and all we see is bad. Exactly. Exactly. Because, and it goes right to the beginning, because we do not have that relationship with God. With the Creator. 
It all goes back. Because he says that I am fearfully, fearfully. and wonderfully made. Right. So there is nothing in me that is wrong, right? Nothing. Nothing. Now, yes, nothing. I might need to do this better, do that, but he created me. Wonderful. Wonderful. Exactly. And if we would own that, then I won't even let someone come to me and tell me otherwise. So I exactly. will not get in this toxic relationship with myself or anyone else. When you speak that language, you're speaking a language that I don't speak. Right. So it's like me going into a foreign country or you coming from a foreign country here and you speaking to me and we don't speak this. Okay, have a nice day. <laughs> right. It's like, I don't even understand. understand I don't even understand. And if exactly. we would take that right. and we would put that toxic, those words, those statements in the category of foreign language, mm -hmm. a language that I do not speak, we will not entertain it. Precisely. Yeah. So it's all about, you know, it, it, it's self-defining, right? Yes. We, we have to understand. It's so important. This vertical relationship is so important. Because we have to understand that the creation is just like the creator. Yes. Right? Right? Yes. We are kind. We are genuine. Yes. We are loving. We are beautiful. We are all things good. Yes. Yes. You know, yes. God made no mistakes. And I agree with you. We all have growing yes. to do. Yes. Because we understand that we have a sinful nature. Yes. Right? Yes. But our spirits long to be like God. Um, and so, yes, I agree with you totally that when there is something that comes against that, mm -hmm. we should automatically reject exactly. that. Um, and so, you know, when we get involved in these unhealthy relationships, then we need to find our ways out of it. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. God is always ready to... The Bible says always ready yes. to provide a way of escape. Always, always. Always, always. ready. Always ready. So the moment <clears throat> that we say, you know what, God, I realize I don't need this person in my life anymore. Yes. Because I have you. Yes. Right? Exactly. You know, no matter who it is, God will always say, oh, I just been waiting on you. Yes. I just been waiting <laughs> on yes. you. So, you know, I think like it was something that you said earlier. The first thing that we do is call on God. Yes. Right? Call on the creator. I agree with that. Um, I think that one of the things you mentioned is, you know, definitely one of the hardest uh, bad relationships that we can be in is with ourselves. I think another hard relationship is when it's familial, mm -hmm. you know, because yes. you're kind of connected to that person. Yes. I mean, and it's one of those connections where it's very, very difficult to kind of break, um, you know, if you think parent-child yes. or if you think sibling or even if it's somebody in your family that you might see on a constant basis. Um, how would you suggest a person might release themselves? Or even, you know, and sometimes when we use the word release, we don't always mean that the person has to be removed from your life because obviously we would never say that you know you just don't want to talk to your parents right i don't think uh god intended for that but there might need to be a transformation you know um so how would you suggest a person like you know if if this were um you were um guiding someone how would you guide someone on that so it'll be almost similar to the toxic because I think especially with familial relationships, they can be very toxic mm -hmm. because this is my mother, this is my sister, this is my uncle, my brother, my dad. Um, so we feel obligated to hear those or to be around these things and right. to, to endure. So you have to learn to love yourself first and then right. love them from a distance. Okay. Right? Um, you can look because love doesn't mean that I have to withstand the negativity and the talking down and the way you treat me love says i own that you are not there yet okay and i am here and that that language is not a language that i speak anymore or that i accept so i'm going to distance myself i'm still going to love you i'm still going to you know if you need me i will be here 
but I love me a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And that love for me says this relationship, this situation that we're in is harmful to me. Right. And so I have to take a stand. But I want to be very clear that I love you because God is love. Certainly. And, and we're taught to love even our enemies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so my ability to love you even as an enemy is still to love. I don't have to go to coffee come to lunch, breakfast, or dinner, <laughs> but I can love you. So, and I think that, and so that's something that I know people will have to process yeah. because we want to connect so much. You know, we look at love, you know, you hear it all the time. Love is an action word. You know, you got to do things and I can do, I can love you with my whole heart and do it over here. Certainly. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so that would be my first step of guiding is first, you know, look within and love yourself and love yourself enough to say like, hey, I love you as my mom, my brother, my uncle. Because even them, I look at, you know, when I counsel people and their challenges with others who are not Certainly. in the room, I say, OK, here's what we cannot do. I can't counsel them because they're not in front of Because they're not. Right. I can counsel and talk to you. And here's my question. What are you willing to do for you? If they never change, mm. that is the one question I ask every time when someone comes in with a challenge with a family member or loved one. What are you willing to do for you to help you? Right. Because we've been taught that helping and loving ourselves is selfish. <clears throat> right. And that selfish is bad. Mm-hmm. And so there is a space for selfish. Certainly. There's a space for self-love, right? We have to find that space. And so that's what I would encourage someone to do is to love you. And when you love you the way God intended for you to love you, you won't allow for people to be in your inner space. They can be in the outer space, mm-hmm. that outer area, and, and mistreat and you. You will not allow it. And you can still love them. Right. And, you know, I think that people have to understand it's something that you really just said. We are only responsible for us, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, no matter how much you love a person, you can't be responsible for them, you know? Um, so you can, you know, you mentioned this earlier on, it's that it's somebody's ego to think that you're powerful enough to make them change. Exactly. Right? I mean, we're not God. No. <laughs> you know, I mean, God gives us a lot of power, but one of the powers that he does not give, we can't change people and we can't save people. Exactly. You know, I mean, we can witness all day long, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, we are just not him. He, no. It is only him that can do those things. And so I am only responsible for myself. Um, and so when I realize that, then I can understand that, okay, well, if this person has been doing this for 75 years, mm-hmm. you know, as long as there's Jesus, there's hope, you know, exactly. he might wake up in year 76 and exactly. decide he wants to do something different. However, you know, my actions can be, cannot be predicated on that. Exactly. So I agree with you. Um, what, what about the person who feels as if they've sunk so low and they don't feel as if there's any way to kind of climb out? of the whole because they've attached themselves perhaps to too many mm-hmm. toxic people to too many they're in too many bad relationships it's like you know uh maybe their boyfriend is a bad relationship maybe they have too many friends that aren't that positive maybe their work environment is weighing and stressing you know mm-hmm. on them and so obviously we can understand that maybe it's stemming from them but 
that still is not helping them to climb out mm -hmm. of the hole. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? So what about that person? How would you say, what would be the, one of the first things they would need to do in order to maybe start trying to get out of that hole? So one of the things that stood out to me <clears throat> is the word sinking. And so my thoughts and my comments to them would be sinking implies movement. Okay. You are still moving. Still moving. Mm -hmm. Now, you may be going in one direction in the water in another. Mm -hmm. If you want to get out, maybe just one try one stroke Yeah, and be okay with the one stroke. Because okay. what I've learned is when people are sinking or when people feel like, woe is me, it's hard to see one positive move. Right. The first thing that I tell anyone who comes in my office and comes to me is you came here today. And that's a move. Give yourself credit because you came here today. Yeah. You know, it's a cliche when you say, well, the first step is to admit. I get it. But it really is. Yeah. It really is. And so to own that you are sinking is a move. Mm -hmm. So we can move. Now, it may take us a long time or days, weeks, months, years, seconds. Who knows? But one foot after the other. My father has this saying, and I've heard it several ways. How do you barbecue an elephant? I don't know why he says barbecue, but he says barbecue. <laughs> one piece. And time. <laughs> what you cannot do is take your years of heartbreak and heartache mm -hmm. and say, poof, be gone. Right. But what you can do is pinch off a toenail. Yeah. What you can do is say, okay, this day on this moment, that was, and I saw, and I see, and maybe I should do something different and celebrate that moment. Precisely. Because that's the second step to me is celebrate the moves. Yeah. We'll do the moves and say, but that wasn't enough because I still feel a certain way. I'm still sad. It's okay. Mm -hmm. You likely will be. Own that. Own that emotions are just that. And, and you're going to feel them. You and be them. okay with that. So just be ready or willing to move and count the moves. Precisely. Count the moves. And that would be my thing to them. Count, let's count today. The fact today that you said, I am sinking. Every relationship I get in seems to fail. The relationship with friends, with my family. With, okay. That declaration to own that things are not right is a move. Right. It's a step. It is. And own that that's a step. And I think when we start celebrating our steps, we like, we like as humans, we like celebrations. Right? Yeah. And so then it's like, oh, wait, that felt good. Let me move a, another foot. Let me move another, right? Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, you're swimming. Right. You're no longer sinking. You're swimming. Yeah. And so being able to celebrate the small steps, know that you're taking them, is what I would say would be the steps and the first steps to getting out of that mindset and mind frame that everything about me is bad or I'm just, you know, I can't find good, you know, good, whatever I, whatever I do, here comes evil and I can't, but it's just to be able to celebrate your small steps, take the steps. Yeah. And then celebrate those steps. I like that. I think um, if we kind of like parallel that to uh, the 12-step program, you know, mm -hmm. the alcoholics mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. They celebrate every little step. Yes. You know, the first day, the yes. first hour yes. that you go yes. without alcohol yes. is a celebration, yes. you know, and then they start celebrating the first week, right? Because all of those are pivotal moments they are. that that person has, you know, and so you got to get through the first day before you can start celebrating the year exactly. of sobriety. Um, and so I think that sometimes we think, um, well, you know, it wasn't alcohol, it wasn't drugs, but it 
bad relationships are alcohol. Mm -hmm. It is a drug. Mm -hmm. You know, those things that we are addicted to that you say, like, for instance, that could lead, you know, to detriment or that could lead, for instance, us not really fulfilling who we really are supposed Mm -hmm. to be. Mm -hmm. That is a detriment to life. And so, yes, we should definitely celebrate the small steps because you realize that, you know, you might start out here in the ocean Mm -hmm. and those one strokes will certainly get us closer to shore. So I appreciate that. It's movement. It's movement. Um, You know, so those are all positive things. What are some positive methods that you feel like all of us can start to employ to make sure that we can kind of make sure that we're always, I love what you said about making sure that we're Mm self-aware. So what are some things that you think that we can employ to kind of keep up our self-awareness so that when, because as long as we're living, these unhealthy relationships are always going to be around, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. No matter what environment we're in, Mm -hmm. there's always going to be something that, like you said, is seemingly good, but that doesn't mean that it's healthy for us, right? So how can we make sure that we're constantly being self-aware? So we need to do Mm self-check-ins, right? I love that term. I use it all the time. (laughs) We need to do that. We do, though many of us, we visit our doctors, Mm-hmm. Every year, every six months, the dentist every year, every six months, the whatever, every, you know, um, as women, we get our nails done. We do, right. you know, we do these physical outward things. Right. And we neglect the spirit man, the emotional man. Yeah. So let's, as we check on our physical health, because we, I mean, we feel good. So even emotionally, we think, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. But if I don't check in. Yeah. And just really sit with, here's the thing. Sit with myself. Sit with yourself, yeah. And I will go home many a day and just sit Me with myself. Yeah. How am I feel, like really feeling today? Let's take the mask off the physical and the the you know the the physical one and the emotional one. Let me take that off and let just let me sit. How am I feeling today? Because we have no doubt throughout the day someone may say something and it offends us and we, what we do we hide it with a smile. Oh, okay, keep. But when I sit and because here's the thing I tell people often. Any emotional baggage or anything we're dealing with, if we don't have a moment of release, right, it's like taking a balloon mm-hmm. and blowing into it. Yep. If I never stop, that balloon is guaranteed to pop. Yep. Guaranteed. But if I blow, 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 less than air, blow, 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 less than air, it won't. Right? Um, and then checking, you said something about baggage, right? Checking the baggage, because sometimes I think we grab stuff that's not ours. Precisely. So going through the house, you know, the spiritual and the emotional house and doing the inventory. Wait a minute. Doubt? I didn't. I was never a doubtful person. Why am I now experiencing this mm-hmm. doubt? Why, why do I not? Why am I having these feelings and Taking emotions? on other people's persona. Yeah. And so let me unpack. And let me tell people to come get their stuff. <laughs> right. Because um, I, I use this with clients. I said, it's like when you go, I've gone on many girls trips and someone says, you know, girl, my bag, I mean, I'm going to have to pay my yeah. bag too heavy. Can you put this in your bag? And then we take it, right? And then we're walking around and we're mad because now my bag is heavier. <laughs> but you took it. Yeah. Own it. So, so now I start saying, no, you figure out what you need to do for you because right. I figure out what I need to do. Right. And so it's the same, like being able to check out and sit and say, wait a minute, let me do an inventory and let me see what emotional things have I picked up this week. Even. Right. What are some things that I've done this week that I've never done before? Yeah. What are some things? Mm, that's not right. Uh, that's not normal. I normally don't. 
and start unpacking and unloading. Exactly. But we have to do self checks, mm -hmm. self emotional checks. Mm -hmm. Because, and I think we need to do physical. Those who are not, we need to do those as well. We need to do physical checks, check in with our body, check in with our emotions, check in with our spirit man to see where they all are. Yeah. Because if they are all in different places, we are all in different places. Precisely. And so we need to be able to check them so that we can be on the same page. I agree with that. Uh, that was one, one of my previous guests. She said, um, you know, just like you go get your car aligned, mm -hmm. you need to make sure that your entire body, mind, body, and spirit is in alignment. So I think that go goes on along with what you're saying. And I call it, my self-checks, I call it getting naked with God. Yes. Just, you know, taking yes. it all off yes. and just really laying before the Lord. And, you know, you got to surrender it all. And like, you know, it's what you said. Is that something that I would normally do? You know? <laughs> yes. And I, I mean, there was, you know, really a time in my life when I was doing Doing some things and that is just not me why am I doing this yes. you know and I realized I was doing it because I was really just trying to you know just do it for some other people and it's, it's not me and so I remember the first time I said no and people were questioning I said I don't want to do that exactly. you know exactly. and so I remember thinking and I'm not going to do that exactly. basically and I'm, be okay. and I'm, and I'm so no, okay I'm with it. it you know and you're gonna have to catch up basically exactly. you know and so you know real it's really being your authentic self and really understanding who you are in God is so important mm -hmm. so that, yes, you can always be self-aware. And it's okay, too, when you get naked before the Lord to realize that maybe you have deterred. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you have erred. You erred. Don't be so hard on yourself. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Give yourself a little grace. Give yourself a little space. Just know that God is always ready to say, okay, we're going to turn it back right. You know what I'm saying? My mother always says, she always said this about me and my sister. Don't veer too far out to the left. Mm -hmm. Don't veer too far out to the right. Just kind of keep it in the middle of the road. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, sometimes you might feel the car kind of driving a little mm -hmm. bit off, driving a little bit off, but you know, do your best to ask God, center me. Exactly. You know, focus exactly. me, exactly. redirect exactly. my path. So I appreciate that. And you know, we just always want to make sure that we're not sinking too much. But as you say, even if we feel like we're starting to sink, mm -hmm. we're not dead. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's still, movement. it's still movement. It's still movement. So it's about really redirecting that movement mm -hmm. so that we can start to go the other way. Exactly. I appreciate that. Is there anything else that you feel like you can share with the people? So much. I know. So it's so much. much. <laughs> it's so much. You've given them a lot to think about. We appreciate you so much. But I think it's an important, an important topic. You know, it is. It is. It is. And I and what I think is important to that we were even having this topic is, you know, the relationship with self yeah. is what I want to highlight above all things. And um, yes, I'll put this shameless plug and not necessarily about me, but mm -hmm. I think that, you know, finding someone that you can talk to. Yeah. A professional. Yeah. You know, everybody may not be in the licensed professional counseling realm and may not want that. They may want a life coach. Okay. Right. But finding someone that you can talk to who can help you see you. Okay. Right? right. That I think is important as a part of that self-check. And so I think that's important to highlight, especially Certainly. now um, and in the church arena. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes that is something that we shy away from. Right. We, you know, well, God can handle it. <laughs> um, and I'm reminded of a scripture that also says faith without works. There's that work thing, that work, yeah. work, 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 work. There are some things that you have 
to do. do. Yeah. Um, even one of my favorite scriptures that says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. We'll stop at the desires, he'll give you the desires, but we don't, the first part says delight. delight. Delight is the job. That is something you have to do. That is something yeah. you have to, you know, to delight in someone, I have to be willing to give them. Yeah. Right, willing to be involved and to be connected to them. So the same with faith and works, like we have to do something. So the same with ourselves when right. it comes to self-care and comes to self-awareness, make sure that we are talking to someone, a spiritual leader I even, but that we are connected to someone that can help us see us when sometimes we won't see ourselves. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that is super important as we maneuver through life, mm -hmm. that there's some type of accountability that we have and sometimes we don't want to hear God and so he may send his word through someone else because he'll speak to us directly and we're like mm -hmm, I, that was just a wind blowing <laughs> I, I don't know what that was right um but then when someone comes in your face and says hey yeah I've noticed so just you know um getting making sure you have some someone to be accountable to and, right. and vice versa be accountable to them they accountable to you I think it's very important that we maintain our self-awareness right. as best we can I agree with that. I always say that, uh, you know, God attaches his instructions with his promises. Yes. And so there's always something for us to do. And then God is always going to come through exactly. on his part. Um, and so, you know, sometimes the instructions might feel like they're heavy, but God's promises are always going to make up for whatever always. we had to do. Always. Um, so we give God glory. And now unto him who is able to keep us from falling. Yes. So even if you feel like you're sinking, he's going to be able to rescue you. Yes. So just put your trust in him. Believe that he is able, and I promise you, if you call on him, he'll rescue yes, you he from sinking. So thank you so much thank for joining you. us today on Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. We're so glad to have you. I know that the Lord is going to make a way for Nzinga to come back. I believe it by yes. faith. And the next time, we might talk about Nzinga's other life, <laughs> all right? Her life inside the church where um, I first met her. But if you stay around for some bonus episode, uh, bonus part of the episode, you might get a little, little piece of that. Um, but I'm gonna let you go. Thank you again so much for being here. Um, but before you go, of course, I like to pray for you. God, thank you so much for the people in my army and thank you so much for Nzinga. Lord, please help us all not to sink. And Lord, please help us all to be more aware of ourselves, but most of all, more aware of you. Thank you so much for your presence on today. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so glad. Make sure to catch us next week, same day, same time. And also make sure that you're always connected to us on social media because I love to learn just as much about you as you're learning about me. See you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. We are just getting started. So make sure to connect with me on social at AS Davenport and at Fresh Start Fridays. For more information on the podcast, please visit www.asdministries.org. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show and be a part of April's Army. Remember, anytime is a good time to confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, live by your own personal convictions, and it's always a great time to have a good conversation. I'm your girl, April Davenport. See you next time.